Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker and listen with a sparkle in your eye as though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I ever heard in all my life. We interrupt this program to waste some of your valuable time. Coming to you live from our bedroom studio in the Pacific Northwest, it's TGIF Radio. This show is brought to you by the internet, electricity, and mind power. And now, with no agenda in mind, here's TGIF Radio. Hello everyone and welcome to the highlight of your week. It is Friday, this is TGIF Radio. Say goodbye to the work week and hello to the weekend. It is time for all of you out there to pretend that you don't have a job or work or anything for the next two days. The weekend is here, and finals are over for us. Yay. So this is cause for great celebration yes. the world over. Yes. So raise a glass, take a drink, and cheers. Cheers. We, uh, we're celebrating for uh, uh, college students the world over. Or and maybe yet another year. Does like the entire world operate on the same college schedule? So we might... A lot of places actually go on uh, um, quarter, quarter schedules yeah. uh, outside of the United States. I think a lot of actual universities do, too. Oh, really? Yeah, I think WCU's a weird one. Oh, really? We're one of the only ones that's all like, oh, we came up with our own I know thing. A lo- I think a lot of other places are on quarters. Huh, okay. Well, because uh, screw everybody else. Yeah. We need to come up with our own system because we are Because our summer break actually goes, you know, first week of May, or second week of May till last week of, Ju- of August. Yeah, which is actually pretty good summer break. That is a really good summer break. Like for some, I actually get a summer break this year. It's so good. I mean, I was, I I didn't really look at the academic calendar or anything, but I thought it was just gonna. I just assumed that summer was going to be over in the beginning of August, and I was pleasantly surprised. We get a little bit more extra time. Maybe I can throw in a beach trip or something. Yeah, I think uh, the first Friday of classes is August twenty eighth. That is awesome. Yeah. I'm very happy Which with Which is this. later in the year than it started last year. Last yeah. year, uh, our first day class was like August 20. Oh, oh yeah? Some, 19th or 20th or something like that. I thought it was earlier than that for some reason, but it, no matter. Regardless, um, we get like four months off. We're maybe going to try and do some cool things with this little program with an E on the end of it because it's fancy now. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll do something with it it could go to exotic locations or we'll all finally buy new equipment because it's all just crumbling buy new equipment in exotic locations why not both we're gonna go to tijuana (laughs) and buy a mixing board that's an entire that's like that's like everything we record in tahiti we should it's a magical place we shouldn't go we shouldn't go to tijuana actually no no mexico right now is probably not a bad uh, good idea you've been hearing about this I've been hearing about it for years, but Mexico's not a great idea to go to. No, but apparently right now, Mexico is having the highest homicide rates that have been seen since 1997. Wow. So let's Versus just... the U.S., which has gone down every year since 1980. Yeah. I wonder why that it... is, though. I don't know. Um, Maybe. I mean, I... I mean, consecutively, every single year has been lower than the previous year. I like to just immediately jump to the theory that we're putting so many people into prison now that maybe... That's why the numbers are going down. I don't know. I guess it works, but you have to throw almost ten percent of your population into into prison, and also means you can't really they can't serve their full prison term because the prison gets full. Because prisons, the whole prison system right now is overcrowded, mm-hmm. and that's why that. so many different people are getting plea deals or bargains or early parole or all this other stuff. Lawyers just having field days. The prosecutors are just like they'd rather you know. Take out a, a plea, have them spend a little bit of time in jail, and saves them a lot of money, too. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like being a lawyer, I don't know. I've thought about it, definitely, because there's the whole... It gets a little bit glorified because of the whole Better Call Saul series, and, uh, you know, you watch Law & Order, and you think it seems like a pretty nice career move because you get to stand in front of a group and yell of people. At people. You get to say <laughs> objection and overruled and stuff like yeah. that. See, my my parent, my mom especially was always like, you'd make a good lawyer. Because of your, uh, I'm uh, always, how impartial you are. I'm impartial, and I'm always good at finding loopholes and ways to justify everything. It's the loopholes. That's, I, that's the most fun part about it's being a It's not about proving that you're right or wrong. It's finding a loophole. Your Honor, 
My client may have built this theme park on an Indian burial ground, but I will have you know that him doing this does exempt him from paying state taxes. According to statute 5037-3, any person who owns property that was previously owned by a Native American tribe is exempt from state income tax. I don't know. I pulled this out. But of yeah, my no, butt. random things. I don't know. Um, but no, actually, and that's why part of the reason why I liked the original Law and Order was uh, actually watching. Now, which one is the original Law and Order? Because Law and Order. Oh, okay. There's no, so many no laws and orders. Colon something else. So many laws and very many subsets no, just, of orders. Just Law and Order. Order phylum class genus species. <laughs> Sorry, what? Because <laughs> uh, the second half or more actually would be in the courtroom and actually showing the actual legal process, which I thought was entertaining. Uh, Who was in the original Law and Order? Because I is this it's not running anymore, is it? No, it still is. Really? Oh yeah, no, it's uh, been still running since ninety. Original cast? Um, I, I have to no, imagine I some people have dropped out. Some it's, major it's had certain characters come and go. Um, it's had certain characters for a very very long percentage of the run. Is the guy that um like the guy who plays the now in the show? He's the actual the d uh the district attorney not the assistant district attorney uh-huh um he was in it for many many years but um, he's he's still on it he's right still now. on it he just plays a more senior character are like, you like up to date with that series no are but you... occasionally um there will be a couple of fairly recent reruns on tv like mm-hmm. within the last year or two so i'll i'll turn them on and watch them okay because there's not really any sort of continuity that you have to be caught up on you can take the seinfeld process with the exactly show. I like shows that do For that. For the most part. There's a couple two-parter episodes, but... Yeah, but that's probably, like, when they're prosecuting a serial killer or something, yeah. and it's you gotta get a little bit more involved, I guess, yeah, than the, just your willy-nilly arsonist or whatever. Right. But no, it's it's the whole uh, proving your side of the case and the whole arguing with people over it. Um, and you get to wear a suit. Yeah. <laughs> that's, also, that's also very appealing. Yeah. I, no, I get more of my... Uh, I don't get it so much from Law and Order, but I uh, get more of my de- ideas of what a lawyer would be like from Community. Mm. But that's a very, very <laughs> skewed version of yeah. what a lawyer would actually be because the only cases that the main character has done on that show have been about uh, uh, yams and cheating on tests. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's very different, but you can. It's still fun to watch the arguments play mm-hmm. out, and it's like, oh, he could be right at anything. That's yeah. a really cool. That's a really cool superpower to have. <laughs> well, if you could just be right at anything, do, do you? Do, do, can you get rich off of that? I'm pretty sure you can because you could just. Well, go, if you're right all the time, yeah, you could get super rich theoretically. But would you immediately jump into the whole uh, 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 gaming, gaming the game shows thing? Like, would you go on uh, uh, Prices Right immediately, just, or do you find another way around? Fill out each one, each lottery ticket. If you're always right, oh wow, yeah, you could win every single lottery jackpot. It does in go one to the, week. It does go to that extent, doesn't it? If you're always right, oh man. And then you go on win a brand new car, which you don't need because you just won five lotteries. <laughs> give the car to someone else that's true make a charitable donation i mean if you didn't give the car to oprah <laughs> <laughs> i wonder how many cars oprah has i don't know. I wonder how many schools oprah has i don't know she has a couple acres of the moon what she actually owns real estate on the moon you can't buy the moon apparently you can what that's a load of crap what we're no google it come on okay <laughs> oprah owns the moon Can not I... owns the entire moon okay but... Owns part of the moon, I think. Part of the moon. Okay. I could have swore it was Oprah or somebody else like that. Um. Do we trust CNN from 2008? Uh, I think it's more reputable than a lot of our sources that we take for granted. Okay. Um, who owns the moon? It's complicated. Say experts. One of Francis Williams' favorite stories to tell is about the time he was pulled over for speeding. Williams, who had been in London on business, was driving home through the English countryside when a police officer stopped him and wanted to know two things. Was Williams aware of how fast he was driving, and what was his profession? It turned out the response to the second question would help Williams resolve the first. I said, I sell land on the moon, said Williams, and the police officer said, Do you know, my wife has bought some of that. (laughs) The answer to the first question was subsequently forgotten. 
Williams, who describes himself as the Lunar Ambassador to the United Kingdom, is the owner of Moon Estates. He claims to have sold around 300,000 acres of moonland since he and his wife, Sue, founded the Cornwall-based company eight years ago. One acre plots of lunar turf go for about $40. This is super fishy to me already. Yeah, well, and this, this sounds like I have a bridge to sell you. It's a... Oh, what? I've, basically, a, there was like a, a con artist that like sold the Brooklyn Bridge to like four different people. <laughs> and he actually got people to pay him money to buy the Bo- Brooklyn how Bridge. Is, how much is the Bur- Brooklyn Bridge, according to this guy? I think he made a couple hundred grand doing oh this. Oh, my God. Wow. I think he ended up making like 350 grand selling the Brooklyn Bridge. That is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's why the, that's why that's a classic saying about people pulling the wool over your eyes and uh, being a con artist. I have a bridge to sell you. Oh man, if you want a movie about con artists, uh watch a movie called The Sting. Um Robert Redford's in it. Mm. It's from like 1978. Any more 70s Redford? <laughs> oh yeah, dude, it's good. He, there's uh t- two things about this movie. It's um it refers to the conning that goes on as grifting, mm-hmm. which, you know, is... It's other slang for it. It's almost the same thing, but the way that they do it is, excuse me, is phenomenal. And the other thing about this movie is there is so much action centered around hats, because the whole movie is centered in 1939. Okay. And... Everybody has a hat, and yeah. there's just so much, like, passing of hats, losing of hats, dropping them, hanging them, throwing them. It's it's crazy. Hat how shenanigans. Much th- it's, it's so many hat shenanigans. You, you, I can't believe how long it lasts for. But this article, getting back to the moon yeah. problem, because <laughs> we have a problem with the moon. Just, you're in the sky. We can't get to you. Um, but we kind of need it, too. Yeah. We need it to launch missiles off of it. We need it to kill people with. It's our it's our early you know early defense system against the Martians. This just seems like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's our it's our hopping point to Mars. Uh, Martians are oh, uh, we'll get back to this movie yeah. in a second. <laughs> Martians only applies to things that come from Mars, right? I guess technically yes. No, I just was using that just a generic spaceman term. No, but I, yes, it technically would mean people from Mars. So is Marvin the Martian actually from Mars? I think so. Yes? Okay. Which would fit the um, constant letter reiteration. Marvin the Martian from Mars. Oh. Yeah, okay. I, I do like the alliteration, but I, I just know that they... I don't really know of any backstory that they've gone into about that guy, either. so whatever. It doesn't matter. But this article, anyway, if they're selling one acre of... 40 bucks. $40. That just seems a hell of a lot like the uh, you can name a star for $30. <laughs> it seems like the exact same thing. Because is this yeah. guy, is he like, does he have actually have a map of the moon and he's drawing out these plots? That I don't know. Or if you basically, if you get like a little deed to an acre of the moon for when we decide to colonize it. Yeah. This seems really... This seems really It's going to be weird. You know, that's going to be interesting. Like, if you were to sell the equivalent of the entirety of the moon, or people <laughs> like him did, and then NASA goes up to colonize and somebody's like, you're trespassing on my property. They're going to put electric fences around their, their satellite uh. dishes and everything. <laughs> what happens if you buy one of the pieces of the moon that has one of those mirrors on it that they keep bouncing lasers off of? Uh, like, some... this guy better be keeping really dil- diligent records. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. Just... Uh, Man, Williams received his license to sell lunar land in the UK from Dennis Hope. In 1980, the Nevada-based entrepreneur claimed ownership of the moon after finding what he calls a loophole in the 1967 United Nations Outer Space Treaty. Okay, I didn't know all of this, but so this is completely bogus. This dude's like, the moon, it's mine. Yeah, but he says he found a loophole in this treaty. Which I knew Basically existed. saying that nobody owns the moon. Yeah, which is why... Th- so he said, oh, I found a loophole that says nobody owns the moon, which means I own the moon. It says uh, it forbids countries from owning the moon, but according to Hope, it does not forbid individuals from owning it. So basically wow. he kind of did the whole, I claim this land for <laughs> for myself. You know what? I was going to say, you can't claim it for England because you can't claim it for a country. Well, and he also can't put a flag on it. Unless it has a picture of his face. I think if there's if he does not put a flag on the moon, all bets are off. Yeah. He doesn't. He can't have it. Yeah, exactly. 
Do you? That, that's because that's the symbol but of then on ownership. The flip side, we've put flags on the moon. That doesn't mean we own it. No, because this treaty got made. Yeah, but it's years happened... later, which means we owned the moon for twenty years. Almost. Oh, uh, no, no, no. The uh, no. Was... This was done in nineteen. 19- they made this treaty in nineteen sixty-seven. So they oh, made it before oh, okay, anybody okay. landed. I thought you said eighty-seven for some reason. Nah. Okay. That would have been. That would have been fun because that would have been like <laughs> we own the moon for twenty. This years. is our moon, and then United Nations is just all no. <laughs> like, fine, go take our flag down. <laughs> <laughs> Although it just it it stayed up there so long that it just turned into a French flag. I know, right? Because it's all white. Yeah, get it. Yep. World War Two jokes are still relevant. Almost every war involving the French in the nineteenth century. Yeah, pretty much. Man, still, I still want to go back to the moon though. Yeah, like take me out there because I just I still want to do um what was it Galileo's experiment, dropping the two cannonballs off the oh yeah off the Leaning Tower, yeah because there's there there's footage out there of um one of the astronauts I I don't think it was Apollo eleven it might have been Apollo Mm fourteen um but it was probably eleven uh somebody took a hammer and a feather up to the surface of the moon and they tested Galileo's theory of uh yeah I think gravity being this. a constant dropped it they both landed at the same it's, time it's great because there's no air resistance yeah it's fantastic it's a great video to watch yeah i like science um it'd be interesting to do the whole newton's experiment thing where like the cannon if you had a cannon shooting at a high enough velocity or at a particular angle the cannonball would just infinitely orbit because <laughs> oh. it, it would be moving it basically would just go into a very very low orbit it would be moving fast enough that it wouldn't get pulled down by gravity yeah but it wouldn't be moving fast enough to escape it either oh, that'd be so cool oh man but all right here's what i want though but you'd have to do it with something that wouldn't kill you when it came back around <laughs> yeah like see i would probably this needs although to the be... thing is you're throwing something at a high enough velocity to not be pulled down by gravity although gravity on the moon is lower so you wouldn't need a high velocity so no not that much but i would like to do this i would like to construct a trebuchet on the moon and uh throw a beach ball into orbit <laughs> that'd be cool put I... a moon on the moon oh yeah i think that'd be great Get just a little little vip moon just yeah. going around like well well if it's vip moon maybe you need to live on it but just how many moons can you create on this just keep moon. throwing them just get like an, a big like 18 moons floating the moon yeah it'd be so cool well saturn has that aren't saturn and jupiter have that they have moons with moons oh my god okay great idea you know what i would do um like unlimited resources and all those oh yeah if we have caveats. enough money to get up to the moon to put a trebuchet on the moon make the moon a scale model of our solar system the moon being the sun and you just make uh, different sizes of rock spin around that, and then that can be your educational material for when we abandon Earth because fuck this place. And, uh, you know, you need to teach your kids about, this is what the solar system looks like, Timmy. Oh, that's great. <laughs> you know, you can just go on your little spaceship and here's our model of the solar system. And there, there you go. Education <laughs> in the future. I think you should just work on trigonometry so we can work on getting to Mars. Do we... Uh, I know it's it requires some of that, but oh, yeah, it's you, just it's a lot. You'd of... rather be on Mars than the Moon, because well, yeah, come on, we've already been to the Moon. <laughs> it's old news, exactly. Yeah, this is. Uh, I've already seen new. Yeah, <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't the know. Mars Mars is more likely to be more hospitable than the Moon. At least it has more gravity and a potential for a future atmosphere. A bit more gravity. It's going to take a while to get that atmosphere. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be overnight. I'd rather... Unless you pumped up a bunch of processors that would somehow convert CO2 to oxygen. That's um plants. Well, yes, but if you could do a, <laughs> do a synthetic version of photosynthesis. Uh, like... it's, it's, I think somebody's doing that. Although, yeah. you know, we'd just end up just taking a bunch of algae up there with us and, like, setting up a fish tank. It's like, okay, That'd get busy. That'd be fine. I'd be fine with that. Just bring up just tanks and tanks and tanks full of algae. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, I don't. It would take forever. Yeah, I know it still that. Would, but you know, it's all in the name of science, and I just want to live on a different planet than this one, because <laughs> uh, you know, as soon as we move to a different planet, all of our problems here are immediately going to be solved. That's just how this works. Oh, I thought it was usually because you know. All the problems here are a non-issue because the world just falls into chaos and collapses because we're all busy worrying about other worlds. 
Mm, no, it's just like it's it's more like you're the, thinking more Star Trek type setup. Yeah, because like you, you set up like um basically a whole new government and just like an entity that's uh only intention is okay, Earth is done. All right, let's go find some new stuff. That's the whole point of Starfleet. Mm-hmm. Boldly go where no man has gone before verbatim quote from like their motto or yeah something i'm sure it's their motto not the just the intro of the show yeah um but they go out and find other planets and they're like okay this one seems they, that, they basically good. find cool stuff they learn from it and they report back yeah that's what i want we need the we need the roddenberry future i'm okay with that i'd volunteer for that um uh although which um you may not end uh, in in this very distant future because it is the twenty third century. You may not necessarily be the species that you are now. So, um, would you rather be uh, Klingon, Romulan, or Vulcan? Klingons don't necessarily get along with uh, uh, humans. Anybody? Yeah, not really anybody because they got their own like specific section. They don't even necessarily get along with each other, do they? <laughs> no, they do okay. More so than other. Races. Although uh, you do see in some uh, Next Generation, and I think, and some Deep Space Nine episodes, uh, there are some Klingons that do decide to join Starfleet. Well, yeah, because doesn't uh, Next Generation take place after uh, the sixth movie? Which think, would be the yeah. collapse of the Klingon Empire. They basically open up talks to negotiations with oh, it cl- the Federation. Whoa. Yeah, they had a nat- They had a massive... Spoilers! No, I mean, it's statute of limitations is long since expired. Oh yes, yeah. Um, I know. I need to watch Next Generation desperately. I, I haven't seen much of it, but I know I've seen the sixth movie, which is the last Kirk movie mm-hmm. before the Next Generation cast comes in. How how puffy is he getting? He's pretty puffy. Oh boy, uh, he's, he's. I just gotta see that. He's assuming his rectangular full rectangular form. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, but basically, in it, you know the. The Klingons have, like, a massive economic um, problem. I think, like, their primary source of income, this mining asteroid, like, blows up. Oops. Yeah. Like, this mining planet just entirely just explodes. Does it just blow up, or does somebody come over and blow it up? I don't remember. I saw it once. Okay. Um, And so, basically, they're out on a limb going, uh... Guys? And so, they basically start Uh. actually opening up the idea to peace and talking with the Federation... Which is interesting seeing the parallels with what happens in the movies versus what's going on in reality. For example, with that, about the same time was about the collapse of the Soviet Union. Yeah, that's what I was going to guess. Because, we, well, we talked about so this on the show Cold earlier. Cold War parallels. Didn't we talk about this on the show earlier about how the Klingons are basically parallels for the commies? Yeah. Yeah, that was like <laughs> that was a couple of weeks ago where somebody was like super racist on Yahoo Answers yeah. or something. That was great. Same. Don't Are the go to Yahoo. Black people. Don't go. To, don't go to Yahoo Answers for the answers to anything, unless you want to laugh. Yeah, I mean they're good for the lols. I mean, <laughs> if you want an example of some things that you see there, um, uh, 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 there was one that I saw. It was asking, um, uh, if you're if you're fingering a girl and she sneezes, will you will she break your fingers? I don't want to know what you're googling to find this. <laughs> I, I really don't. I, this is not an opportunity for you to jump in with that. I do not remember how this popped up. <laughs> it was a question that somebody asked. Then you you were too tempted to avoid clicking. But you still had to search something. No, get... I clicked it, dude. No, I know. I, you were too tempted. You're like, okay, I got to read this. I mean, I should I should probably go back and find it. Uh, do, you, do, do you wish to travel down this rabbit hole? Not really, but I have a feeling we're going to anyways. <laughs> yeah, you don't get a choice. Exactly. Okay, here we go. Um, blah, blah, blah. Yahoo Answers user. Uh, uh, they don't exist. Uh, their, their, their account's been deleted. Oh, um, wonder why. If a girl sneezes while being fingered, will it break your fingers? Hey, basically, a mate at school told me that if a girl so was British. being masturbated, this would happen. Googled it. I got a lot of this, trust me, but no answers. Smiley face. Uh, best answer. Depends. Are you fingering her nose? <laughs> so wonderfully constructive. Yes. My God. Especially for uh, five years ago. Uh, <laughs> is, is what this question is labeled as? 
the next guy says, it's actually almost a legitimate question. <laughs> <laughs> I like how close he was to validating it, but just with one added word, whoop, nope, no longer, you can't consider this science. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. During labor, some animals are prone to squeeze the shite out of your arm if you're trying to pull the baby out. But those are during contractions. The vagina is quite strong. I suppose especially if the woman has birth or a baby or seven, colon P. I believe it's definitely a possibility. But please, gents, don't make your girl sniff pepper or anything to test this out. You sick internet weirdos. Says the guy on Yahoo Answers. Yeah, who has no better things to do with his life than answer these stupid questions. <laughs> Although he doesn't exactly have the best track record for... He, he, only only 15% of the answers he's given are the best answers. So how trustworthy Which is this? Which means he's given how many answers that he got to 15%? 492. Or- that is sad. That he's... How much can we trust Red King thirteen underscore CA? He's from Canada. How much does well, has he infiltrated? Well, I'm gonna immediately assume a can- Canada because communism, red scare. Their leaf is red. Communism is red. Their leaf is made out of triangles. Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> are you saying the communists are Illuminati? I'm saying Canada's Illuminati, but okay. also yes. <laughs> I mean, everything's Illuminati, so by default. It all it all ties in together. I mean, just go ahead and name something. I'll tell you how it's Illuminati. Peanuts. Okay. Peanuts. The comic. Oh, the comic? Yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. I did make it a little bit more difficult. That does... Uh, uh, well, it's not that difficult. No, not really, but... Well, if you do see the actions that Snoopy takes in this cartoon... Uh, every day he ventures over to his doghouse. His doghouse is constructed of various shapes, and he goes to it every night. Could this be his temple of worship? If you look closely at his doghouse, you will see the A-frame that it is made out of. A f- A's are made out of three sides. It is a triangle. The doorway forms an eye. Snoopy is Illuminati confirmed. Oh, I was going to go. The eye would be probably drawn into like the detailed texture, like a knot on the wood on the side of his doghouse. I don't know if they went that detailed on Snoopy's well, doghouse. You could just make like it, basic couple lines, and that would be supposedly the knot, quote unquote. But it would look like an eye. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, I like. <laughs> it's still it's still the same thing. Yeah, I mean, no, regardless. Snoopy is Illuminati either way. Because yeah. <laughs> like he's like the silent minority. You yeah, know? he's the silent watcher in the background. He meddles with all the activities that the peanuts go through. Silent meddler who lurks in the background yet yeah, is ever, suddenly everywhere where he needs to be. Master of puppets, pulling on strings. Oh, <laughs> it's everywhere. You can't you can't escape this truth. No. Boom. I just blew everyone's minds. I'll have to have my mom listen to the show because she loves peanuts. <laughs> Your mom? <laughs> she loves the Snoopy movies. The Snoop there's Snoopy specific movies? Well no not Snoopy, but you know what I mean. The the Charlie Brown Christmas, yeah, yeah, yeah. those kind of movies. Okay. Yeah. I was we've definitely talked about these before. Oh yeah. Those movies. They're still great. Yeah. I think we did established that um uh, the Valentine's Day one is the crappiest. I think I've only seen it once, probably for good reason. I don't even remember what... Wasn't that the one where Charlie Brown got his hand stuck in the mail slot? I don't remember, honestly. I don't remember uh-huh. it that well. The Easter one's pretty good. Easter one's pretty good. Cause the I Great d- Pumpkin's obviously great. Yeah, because I, I like I like the Easter one because of the meal that's constructed. Yeah, that's pretty great. Uh, oh wait, no, that's the whole birdhouse thing, which is pretty cool. The whole birdhouse thing is pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> but I, yeah, definitely the Valentine's Day one was uh, farther down the rungs. Of, yeah. uh, of quality and Christmas just tops everything. Yeah, pretty much. I'd probably rate Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving if I had to get pick rate the top three. Oh, I don't know. I'd put Thanksgiving above Easter. Mm. Cause it's I like, helped me with trivia before. That's true. I just I like the 
the subtle subtext in a lot of the Easter stuff too. It's like they go into the mall and it's already got Christmas stuff everywhere. <laughs> like, oh, they're sure getting out this stuff early. That was very confusing to me as a kid. Yeah, I didn't get it at all. I wasn't sure what all this Christmas stuff was doing. Which here, is but... sad that it, they keep they still continue to keep getting out earlier and earlier. Yeah, didn't last year they Walmart have Christmas like in like September? Oh my god, really? I think end of September they start putting out Christmas lights. Oh, speaking of Christmas, you know what they're having me do at work? What? They're having me take down Christmas lights. Finally? In May. <laughs> well, uh, they've been doing this for a few years where they've left these Christmas lights up in the trees, mm-hmm. and they just shut off the outlets that turn these lights on. But I, see, I see that's more efficient than taking them down and putting them back up. Yeah, but maybe I guess... Maybe they're switching bulbs. Yeah, I, I'm thinking maybe they got crappy enough that they don't want them up there anymore, and they're just going to replace them. So... I'm wondering if I, I just, I think next week I'm going to go up to my boss and just ask, can I just cut these down? Because it takes a really long time to drive the scissor lift around these trees and pull them all off. I'll say, flip side, you're driving a scissor lift, which is pretty cool. They're pretty fun, actually. Uh, when you take them to maximum height, it's a little bit scary, but it's still not nearly as scary as driving a forklift for some reason. Yeah. Because, uh... Like, if you're in a scissor lift... You know lift, you don't have two spears on the end of your rig? I don't know what it is, because in a scissor lift, you, if you're at maximum height, you fall over, you're, you're dead. Yeah. Like, you're done. Yeah. But I think uh, what it is about a forklift is uh, the potential to cause so much damage with the wrong spin of a wheel. Yeah. Because it's a weird thing. To, have you ever driven a forklift before? I have not, but... It's the closest r- thing I've gone is just pallet, the uh, electric pallet jacks in, at the store, which isn't even close, probably. It's not even close, but it, it's it sort of is, because the way or those... the Big Joe or whatever. The what? The Big Joe, which is basically, it's a pallet jack, but it's got the arms that lift up to about, I think, like 8, 10 feet. Oh, so yeah. So you we, can, like, stack pallets on top of each other. Yeah, we've got something like that yeah. at work, too. But if you ever get the chance to drive a full forklift, mm-hmm. like, let me know, because it is a weird experience. It works sort of like the pallet jacks that you've got at work, where the wheel in the back is the one that's your steering wheel. Yeah. That's what controls everything. And that is such a hard oh, I know. thing to we, get used to. We had an old produce cart when I worked produce that actually the front wheels were fixed and the rear ones were the ones that pivoted. Oh, boy. That one was weird to get stuck with. But if you push it from behind, it's not that bad. Right. Right? Right, because you can still do front wheel steering. True, but yeah, yeah. but if you're driving a forklift, it's a whole other yeah. thing, because the wheel's there, and you got these forks, and you got to, like, watch the ceiling, because you can totally hit the ceiling. Uh-huh. And, like, and there's so many spaces where I've been using a forklift that the main danger is me accidentally hitting one of the uh, sprinklers in the <laughs> ceiling. And if that happens, like... You can't bring the forklift down any? Uh, d- it, was just a, it was just an exceptionally tall forklift. Oh. Because there's so many different kinds. Right. Y- you have no idea how many different kinds of forklifts there are. And I got to show you a picture of the biggest one that we have there. I think it's at least half as tall as my house. Wow. It is a huge forklift. It's, <laughs> I In my head, I call it Big Blue. And the forklifts, uh, the actual forks themselves, probably at least a foot wide. Wow. And uh, that is just for carrying entire machines yeah. everywhere. It is a really impressive thing to look at. But I just, I, I just know, like, I see people driving these forklifts in, in such tiny spaces. Like, if you're driving it through the main shop floor mm-hmm. at work, there's just these, like, maybe 8 to 10 foot wide walkways that you've got to drive these things down. And if you bump into any of the machines on that floor, it is going to screw up so much oh, crap. Yeah. Because they're set to perfect, they're perfectly level. Yeah, they're you bump them, everything's going to get screwed up. Yeah, which means it's going to screw up the next machine, which screws up the next machine. It's just going to domino affect it. Yeah. and So driving them inside of the shop is a little bit daunting, weird, and you, you definitely got to take it slow. But what's re- the probably the best part about driving a forklift, besides the whole um, uh, 
potential for one wrong move means you knock over an entire rack full of steel bars <laughs> and uh, you possibly kill two or three people um, is you get to beep the horn all the time because you're just driving around corners all the time and all these hallways you always have to let people know that you're coming you're there so me 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 it beeping <laughs> everywhere it's very fun yeah my favorite part of that whole thing mm. uh, uh for- forklifts are not toys Although this is really neat, um, some people do use forklifts at t- as toys. There's a worldwide competition of forklift driving, hmm. and why doesn't that surprise me at all? I, there's a competition for everything, dude. Pretty much, oh yeah, and uh, they—it's uh, mostly obstacle course kind of stuff. I think. I think they get like one pallet, and they have to navigate this strange maze and. I haven't seen the whole competition, but I know that one of the things that these guys can do, because they are such pros at driving these things, is uh, they'll have a stack of quarters, maybe like eight to ten quarters, sitting on the floor, and they'll be able to take their forks and push down on the edges of the quarters and flip them up Hmm. onto their forks. That's cool. One by one. That's really cool. It is really crazy yeah see now i just thought of a new sport now that you mentioned this is basically Ooh. taking forklifts you have to have like smaller forklifts mm-hmm. put like full roll cages in to make sure that they're safe and the full safety harnesses yeah. and put them on like a large go-kart track <laughs> and just run them around that that would be so awesome you know eventually it's going to turn into kind of road warrior style stunts where you're going to have oh the fork God. you're going to come up behind somebody you're going to get one of the forks underneath and you're just going to lift the forks up and just flip that other forklift over and I just go past this. them i need this in my life oh my god <gasps> i'd be totally down with that i want i hope that happens in road warrior i hope somebody's gonna uh, not road warrior the the, the new Mad fury Max, road which comes out next week yeah it's it out a week 15th, from today right week from today Really? Yeah. Yes. Next Friday. Oh, I know. I want to go see that. I have next Friday off. Yeah. Friday and Saturday, actually. I don't know how that happened. Yes. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. Christy's probably gonna want to watch Dude. it too. Yeah. I think. I, I don't, don't know. Christy's seen any of the Mad Max movies. None of them. None of them. Well, it's okay if she watches this one out of order. Yeah. Right? I don't think it's gonna have great continuity between. None of them really have continuity with each other. No, this is a prequel to the like the second it movie. Takes, anyway. It's like Mad Max one point five. It takes place in the middle of one and two. Yeah, because Thunderdome's the third one. Yep. Right. Yep. But it's still my favorite one. I still like the Road Warrior the best. Yeah. I know it's the classic choice that everybody picks because, well, rightly so, it's the coolest one. Yeah. In my opinion, it has the coolest chase scene in it. It has all sorts of good action scenes in it. Because I gotta make sure I got my Mad Max straight because i don't think i don't know if i've actually seen the second one second one is the one where they have the big chase at the end with the oil tanker nope no i don't think so uh i don't remember an oil tanker the boomerang feral kid no idea okay yeah that's those are all things in the second one okay yeah i'm gonna have i got some catching up to do yeah good thing i got it's pretty great time now (laughs) because finals are over yes I know I have such a backlog of stuff to watch to catch up on. <laughs> Did you watch the newest uh, Agents of Shield after nah, Old Run? No, nah, not yet. This is a okay. does it tie in at all? Oh uh, yeah, a bit. Okay. There's some. De- I was curious if they're going to tie in right away. Oh yeah, there's some definite references to what happened what's going the- on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't surprise me at all. This is a joke that got. Uh, it's been passed around a little bit, but uh, uh, when you finish Ultron, uh, you realize they never figured out how old ultron is because <laughs> because the movie's called yeah age, age of ultron, ultron. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really stupid it i just wanted to i just wanted to steal that from somebody yeah. on twitter one interesting thing i actually just learned recently with uh agent shield is the character sky actually isn't a character they just made up for the show Oh yeah, she's in the comics. Dude. I didn't. I did not realize that because I have read nothing of the Inhumans at all. Me neither. But uh, a lot of people have been making references to the comics. Oh, see, I've been avoiding reading anything about it because I didn't want spoilers because I was two seasons behind practically. I don't know how much it's going to really tie in though. Because I don't know because the Inhumans movie doesn't come out for like what three four years. I thought two. I don't. I remember. thought it was like 2017, 2018, something like that. Yeah, I don't really remember that timeline. But, but regardless, it's, it's a couple of years out. It's going to take a long time, but I, I hope I hope she's on that team. Oh, yeah. There's no way she can't be. 
because they've, they've been playing it up for so long. Well, yeah, they've introduced the Inhumans. They've introduced her as one of the main characters in that group. Were we supposed I want to, see... to say that this is, might be spoilery. Well, okay. How many people are watching this show, though? Yeah, and also we haven't really revealed much other than there's a character named Sky. The Inhumans are in the show. What's an Inhuman? You don't know. Yeah. You haven't seen Watch this. the show and find out. Watch the show, you, you, <laughs> yeah. you dingus. Honestly, watch the show. The first couple episodes, meh. It just kind of is a formula. Just, just get through it. Yeah. Just get through it. Get After about halfway through the first season, you'll probably be hooked. It picks up. Yeah, very much so. And then it stays at a high level. Oh, yeah. Maximum overdrive. Full Whedon. <laughs> Although a lot takes of... A, it takes a little bit for the ball to get rolling. I want to... This is really weird, though. I... If we could talk about Whedon for a bit, I don't know okay. how much you heard about this, but um, we know a bit more about what was happening, but uh, he deleted his uh, Twitter account pretty recently. Oh, I didn't hear that. Uh, people thought that it was because of some backlash that he was getting about Age of Ultron. Turns out that's not the reason why he deleted it. Why would it. he be getting backlash for that? It's really ridiculous. Um, this is... What, more innocent internet fake people or more fake people dying more no not that even though they actively put in slight spoilers into ultron um they actively try and get rid of all the people so they don't have the whole oh so many people are dying like in man of steel it's even dumber than that okay um this is age of ultron spoilers so skip ahead like i don't know two minutes whatever i'm not gonna keep track um remember the bit in the movie where uh black widow was having that heart-to-heart with Bruce Banner, Mm -hmm. and she was telling him about the graduation ceremony that she had Yeah, uh, where she got sterilized. Uh That's what people were mad about. They were mad about her having a relationship with Bruce Banner and her character being sterilized. Okay. It's really weird because there's this I whole... can almost maybe see why pe- some people might have an issue with the whole Hulk um Black Widow romance thing, maybe because it's a trope. Yeah. Uh but the whole the whole sterilization thing, uh yeah, uh, elite Soviet spy, they're going to do weird things. Yeah. It's 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 part of their whole culture. Yeah. Really the whole spy culture. Do whatever you need to do to get an advantage over your enemy. But it's it's weird because that's a stupid thing to get. Watching these people get mad at this, it makes you realize uh, how the, little of a life these people have. That I can't because you can't believe that they're caring about this, but for some reason they are. But it's uh, it's a whole new light on, uh, I guess, political ideologies because you can you you can look at the right wing. You have your tea party, and you realize, oh yes, these dudes are crazy. Uh, uh, they they think Obama's a Muslim, and that he's going to try and game the system to get a third term somehow. Yeah, or that he's Hitler. That's what that's what they think. They outright think that he's Hitler. Oh yeah. And then this, and here's what you get when you look at the far, far left. It is so crazy. These are the. Uh, the, the, the 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 these are a whole bunch of people that are tr- like doing um what are they doing they're like uh taking affirmative action to like a bazillion times farther than it needs to be they they think that uh, if you, if you're a straight white male person then you're then you're oppressing everybody else around you by simply existing your workplace must have somebody that ha- that uh, has skin of a different color. Your workplace must have somebody, or else that you're a- racists. Yeah, if you don't happen to have somebody that's part of this secret club that you invented, you're uh, be- you're being oppressive. Yeah, and you're triggering these people, and you're and and you're violating someone's rights. Mm-hmm. It's so silly especially when it comes to writing good stories or hiring people for specific yeah, jobs. I, I just don't like write the trend what's of, good. Yeah, write what's good. Don't care about being appealing to political correctness bullshit. Yeah. We know to we know 
we figured out that the whole political correctness trap is is bogus. We can't be accepting of because if you try and be politically correct, then you're still going to get crap for it for being politically correct just to be politically correct. And if you're so politically correct that you have to undermine yourself, it's not really worth it. You know? Yeah. And if you're so worried about being politically correct, then odds are somebody's going to probably call you out on being racist anyways because you're worrying about being politically correct. Not that you're like, oh my gosh, if I don't have colored people in the movie, people are going to think I'm racist. Not not being racist is the new racism. Pretty much. Don't take it too far, but also just... Just treat people like people. Yeah. Don't treat them like statistics and don't treat them like property and you'll get through life pretty much okay. That's why it's it, that's worse why, for wear than anybody else. Yeah, I mean it's so crazy to me that people are freaking out that oh human torch is gonna be black. Oh in the comics Captain America is gonna be a black guy. Do you are you so afraid of of that being rehashed? Yeah. Like the stories has been around. Yeah. How long has Fantastic Four been around? The first one? Uh, uh not or the, the movies. The comics. But the comics, yeah. Um, early mid sixties. And then Captain America before that. Nineteen forties. It was World War Two era. You're so scared of your character not being white after fifty plus years. Seventy plus years from the case of Captain America. Yeah. Then again, Captain America was started as nothing more than a propaganda comic. That's true, and he's evolved into a wonderfully successful franchise. Oh yeah, very then. much so. And, but him ble- being black is going to change everything. Oh, no. oh, big deal. I mean, they're rebooting Star Wars for Pete's sake. Everything's yeah. going to get remixed. Everything's going to be changed into a way that's going to be a money cash grabbing scheme and if it means putting black people in your movie hey whatever hollywood's fine with it i'm gonna be called out as being such a racist after this and i forgot my point a long time well, yeah, ago Yeah, because we just said not being racist is being racist it's, it's almost a therapy session <laughs> kind of but it's not not quite i don't know i just know that if anybody gets a hold of this i'm gonna get into a serious flame war on twitter and it's gonna be a Oh, a happy day. It's going to be so fun. Best thing to do about it is just not even respond to oh any of it. Oh, my God. I can't believe, like, it, it, sometimes it baffles me that that cyberbullying is real. That people take you know? what people say online is so seriously. Yeah, they think the internet is serious business. Because we talked about this a couple weeks ago. We know that the internet and real That's life true. are different things. People and they're will, very different worlds and they're very yeah different personas. They act so differently. The internet's almost like an alternate dimension of the real world. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. I wouldn't go so okay, far. Okay, maybe not quite that far. But as in the sense that the way people behave and act and are is kind of the same, but slightly different. I would posit um, that the uh, the internet is the way that we wish we could act. Yeah. It's, like, it's a horrible analogy, but with the internet... Being has, able to, do, uh, to act out our, our inhibition, or act out our thoughts and feelings without inhibitions. It's a horrible analogy, but when you think about it, the internet is just like, a, not just a series of tubes, but it's also a gigantic series of glory holes <laughs> that people can just, like, poke into and go, uh, oh, this is what I think about this, but they have no name attached to no. what they're thinking, and they can just they play are around. They are whatever they want to be. They can explore. It's an amazing, like, surf that you can go into and figure out. Yeah, I mean, I can go online and be a uh, 47-year-old Indian woman. Why not? You can make up that personality. It's fine nobody's gonna somebody will call you out on it but they can't prove it yeah exactly but and then there's and there's people out there that are claiming that they have ptsd from internet bullying all you have to do is look away yep just go to a different site if if this website gives you ptsd don't go to that website yeah not that complicated vietnam vets don't go back to vietnam once they've been to vietnam no it's kind of the same they principle. They find something else to deal with it. If you really think you have PTSD from going If you have PTSD from website, 4chan, then just basically stick to r slash funny. My God, nobody can get PTSD from 4chan anymore. I know, I'm just saying. <laughs> if you're going to claim that kind of bullshit, 
<laughs> oh lord, it's a it's a strange. T- the internet, it's not serious business. No, no, it's definitely not. Why do you think but we're here? But we're we're pretty much the last generation that will accept that fact. I God, and that's Which kind is sad. of de- that's kind of depressing to it me. It's really sad. I mean, because it's going to get flooded with the political correctness and the whole uh, oh, they're mean to me. We need to call the cops on them. Call the cops on an IP address. You realize there are uh, th- th- there's there, there there's statutes out there that say. Uh, IP address is not a person, and that's not how that works. And also, works. people can get VPNs. Yeah. You can be from Germany in an instant. I don't know yeah. why you'd want to be from there, but uh, any country, really. Yeah, or I could be from, uh, you know, Uzbekistan, you know, Borkistan. That's an you interesting choice. Yeah, I just picked a random country <laughs> that ended with Stan. Can you name all the Stans? Not all of them, but I can name a couple of them. Uh, I Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Afghanistan, um, Azerbaijan. Which that's a Jean. That's okay, not a that's Stan. True. Whatever. Uh, what are, what if I type in name the stands? <laughs> name the stands. Countries probably. Name the stand countries. Yeah, there it is. Um, pew. I know there's a couple different ones. Most of them are Soviet breakaways, but there are three, four, five, seven stand countries. So obviously Afghanistan, Uzbekistan, um, Kazakhstan. Uh, wait, wait. Start again. Afghanistan, okay, obviously, got Uzbekistan, yes, uh, Kazakhstan, yes, um, oh, I'm drawing blank on them. I I had to know these for some reason. I don't know why. You I, took a few history classes. I did. I think I had to remember some. You got three Anyways, out of seven. Go for them. What are okay. The rest? Um. Uh. You had your uh, Afghanistan, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan. Yep. Uh. Turkmenistan. Oh, Turkmenistan. Okay. Tajikistan. Am I saying that right? I think so. Tajikistan, Pakistan. Oh, God. Okay. And <laughs> duh. This is the hardest one to say. Kyrgyzstan. Yeah, Kyrgyzstan or Kyr- something like that. Kyrgyzstan. That's okay. a weird pronunciation. Okay. Uh, some of these nations were known with the Latin. Okay, that's not important. Uh, that's that boy. That's strange. Uh, okay, there, there you go. Yeah, there's all your stands. If you really wanted to know them, if you're taking your AP US AP World History exam, AP US History, yeah, <laughs> what I'm sure we were involved with it somehow because America just goes around the world and is all like, "This is ours." Oh, I guess it's not ours. Well, taxes, yes. We're like more like this is happening. Okay, we want to say in it. Yes, the oil's here. Ours. Give. Thank you. <laughs> you don't like it. How dare you defy us? <laughs> we just turned into Palpatine. <laughs> it's not that dissimilar of a parallel. We shall rule the galaxy. Is that Palpatine? Not too bad. Is that okay? That's acknowledging the prequels, though. Sheev. His name. Did I tell you about that? What? His uh, uh, George Lucas revealed Palpatine's uh, first name. His name is Sheev. Given the names of most of the characters in the Star Wars movies, that's not that surprising. Sheev. Sheev Palpatine. It's pretty dumb. Sounds kind of like somebody going, shit. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is a character from The Wire, I think. Uh, and apparently Yoda has a first name, too. No, Yoda's just Yoda. I'm not going to acknowledge anything. You don't want to know his first name? I, okay, I do, but I don't really care either. Okay, you're going to hate it. Ready? What? Minch. Not as M I N C H. I don't hate it as much as I thought you were. I was going to. Oh, really? I it's hate it dumb, a, but it's not. It's like really dumb, but I hate it dumb. a lot. Uh, I don't under. I don't understand it at all. I thought. See, I thought Minch was just another British word for vagina. <laughs> <laughs> like I wasn't sure. So I did Google it, and Urban Dictionary says Minch is the medical definition for stretch anal passage. So. I was close. Yeah, I was going to say, you're a little bit further off, but. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. It's also uh, a straight in northwest Scotland, I guess. So. Hmm. uh, (laughs) So part of Scotland is an enlarged butthole. Yes. (laughs) Some people do have that opinion about Scotland. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, Poor Scotland. I do want to go there, though. It sounds cool. It sounds cool. It looks really cool. You don't want to go just for the bars. No, right? I want to go because I find it a very beautiful countryside. Isn't that where countryside. Stonehenge is? 
Yeah, Which... I actually think it is in Scotland. Yeah? Okay. I it's in England somewhere, or in Britain somewhere, actually. Mm. England is the southern, Britain is Scotland is the north, Wales is the east. I need, yeah, I need a, there's Ireland like, is the island. I remember seeing uh, some sort of Venn diagram once that was trying to describe um, how the whole British Empire worked. Because there's like uh, the United Kingdom and the British Isles and uh, just a whole bunch of different names for it. And yep. a whole bunch of them just overlap with each other for mm-hmm. what part is which. And I don't know how anybody keeps track of this stuff. And they have five political parties over there. Yeah. Which is like, we think we yeah, we think we have bickering and stagnation with two. Yeah, although arguably five is better than two. That's true because they don't go. Oh, I'm not on your side. Then I'm on. I'm gonna automatically vote against you. Yeah, they actually had a re- elections uh, a couple days ago. Huh. And uh, nobody's happy. Well, is anybody ever really happy after elections? I don't think so. But from the way that I understand it, it's worse than normal. Um. It would. What's happening in England right now is basically if uh, the Tea Party was running uh, Congress and the Senate in the United States. That would be interesting. I don't want to see it though. No, I would. Uh, I'd probably move to Canada. I don't know about Canada. Well, I mean, I'd move, but not necessarily Canada. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wouldn't not move... Mexico. We I, was know say, that. I wouldn't move to Mexico or anything <laughs> south of Mexico. Oh, really? Well, maybe Nothing? Belize. Yeah, Belize is. Uh, not that bad. No. Uh, but uh, a lot of people speak English there. They do? I've heard a lot of people speak English there, which is nice. Oh, okay. That's not – okay. Uh, it's like every everybody there is like going to a Mexican restaurant where they speak English, but it's like Everyone's Mexico. white. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're hoping for. No, not, that's not what I'm hoping for. Racist. No. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. God. It was just funny. Yeah, so, I know. We oh, have to keep up that trope. Yeah. Um <laughs> we have our own tropes now. Belize, really? I don't know. No. Just just the just the city? Well it's on no, the country. Oh, Didoy. I thought Belize had well, a city is, called Belize. And it's on the southern uh part of the Caribbean, which is nice. Oh yeah, man. I have Caribbean oceans. That yeah. sounds like a fun time. I am there is a Belize city, actually. Yeah. Or just move to the Caribbean and just buy a boat and just start, you know, basically just going port to port around the Caribbean. Would you fish or anything? Like fish, do I'd whatever. Fish. Yeah, do whatever comes your way for work. Wonder what kind of fish they have. You know, they don't transporting have cargo of whatever kind. If you have a boat with you know, space to store stuff, I think you're just saying you just turned into a pirate. I'm not saying like, pirate. You could actually do it legally. A legal pot, but that's a privateer, that's, and those don't really exist anymore. Privateer is basically. Somebody, some government saying, "I give you permission to attack my enemies," which are the pirates. Well, no, or, that, that's what mostly what they did. They, actually... I'm, I'm thinking of like Francis Drake, which Britain basically came to him was like, "We promise we won't kill you if you go kill Spaniards." Nice. And so, okay. yeah, he went and sunk a bunch of Spanish ships, sacked a bunch of pirate uh, Spanish towns. Um, basically, he was a menace to the Spaniards in the Caribbean. All right, and so, England rewarded him for it. They gave him golden property and titles for that crap. Did he ever get taken down, or did he retire a rich and happy man? I forget how he ended up going out, but what was his name again? Sir Francis Drake. Okay, which obviously he got knighted for what he did. Oh yeah, <laughs> although like it makes it seem like uh, the knighthood has been diminished. Possibly, let's see. Well, people get knighted for a lot of different reasons, I guess final years uh i know he circumnavigated the globe didn't eventually didn't he there was some mention of that which Look, i mean looking after magellan here. but that's still a feat let's see circumnavigation of earth it took him three years yeah because he stopped off and had a couple of adventures i guess everyone's got to have a few adventures well, yeah if you're going around the world let's I see mean, marco polo took 12 years to get back from china <laughs> way too long man come on Well, he was chilling in china for just forever he was just sipping all that tea all the time. I can't. I just lost. For some reason, I lost. He was his... partying it up with Kublai Khan. <laughs> <laughs> he was. There's. I mean, he actually made it onto, I think, part of his council. Is there like a sketch of him doing that? No, but I want to make that now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd Photoshop that. Uh... Let's see. Final years. Uh, his seafaring career continued into his mid 50s. In 1595, he failed to conquer the port of Las Palmas 
and following a disastrous campaign against Spanish America, where he suffered a number of defeats, he unsuccessfully attacked San Juan de Puerto Rico. Eventually- so Puerto Rico. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Spanish gunners shot a cannonball through the cabin of his flagship, and he survived. But a few weeks later, he died of dysentery when he was 55. So it sounds like the Orient Trail all over again. Yeah, but at <laughs> sea. Yeah. Bummer. He never got to experience the whole covered wagon kind of thing. Right. Before dying, he asked to be dressed in his full armor. He was buried at sea in a lead coffin near Portobello. Divers continue to search for the coffin. Yeah, they've never found it. Wow. A lead coffin? Yeah. That is badass. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many balloons that would take to get it out of the water. Oh, God, I have no idea. How much would that weigh? A crazy now, amount. And how do they have... Did they just melt down all of their cannonballs to make a coffin? Maybe. I mean, he was a super important guy. That's true. Like, so... Yeah. And full armor, too. So I'm thinking... I that makes me wonder how um, at, um, Admiral Horatio Nelson di- um, was buried, because he was kind of... What a, did he do? Basically, he was the commander of a British armada in the 1800s against the French. Uh-huh. Basically, in the Battle of Trafalgar, I think that it was the name of the battle. Traf- Trafalgar. Yeah, whatever it is. Is that how we say it? I forget or? how it's... I think it's Trafalgar. Okay. Anyways, I always get it wrong. Um, he basically, he took his, his flagship, which he was on and basically sailed up in between two French ships and just went completely guns blazing on both ships, completely destroyed them both while the French are shooting at his ship. He's just standing there on the deck while it's going off, just watching it all go down. Um, just completely just standing there, completely nonchalant. That is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think he ended up dying during the battle though. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, it it looks like his death is in that section. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Blah blah blah. Because that's a pretty badass move to do. Do just, you want to know how he died or how his like funeral went? Uh, just short and brief cliff notes version of how he died. Okay. Um, how he Probably died. Shrapnel. Blah blah blah. Blue 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 blue. No no Let's see. What am I looking at here? Nelson's hat. Shortly. Nelson's hit shortly after one o'clock. Uh. Nelson kneeling on the deck, supporting himself with his hand before falling on his side. Um, he was hit by a marksman oh. from about 50 feet away. Uh, hit his left shoulder, went through his spine, and... Oh, wow. It, like, went through his spine. Wow. The bullet did. So he was, like... <laughs> he was done. Yep. Uh, was carried below by Sergeant Major of Marines. Blah, 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 blah. So he was shot by some dude on a French boat. Yeah, back when the French actually tried to fight, and he and he was like, uh, he was like drinking the entire time <laughs> that, <laughs> that he was dying. Uh, True Brit. Uh, his body was placed in a cask of brandy mixed with camphor and myrrh, which was then lashed to his ship's mainmast and placed under guard. It was towed to Gibraltar after the battle, and on arrival, the body was transferred to a lead-lined coffin filled with spruce and wine. What's not the lead-lined coffins? Lead-lined coffin with spruce is what it said? Lead-lined coffin filled with spirits of wine. Oh. I don't know. What's a wine spirit, even? What is... Ugh. Probably just like a thing of a decanter of wine. So he got to go to the afterlife completely sloshed. Nice. Because <laughs> they always say, if we're going with the ancient Egyptians, you get to bring to the afterlife what you were buried with. Okay. So he got to go to the afterlife completely drunk. He just got to carry a pint with him the whole time. Good for him. Let's see. Um, blah, blah, blah. Dispatches around the battle carried to England aboard HMS Pickle. That's a pretty good name for a ship. <laughs> I'll say that's not exactly fear-inspiring, but... No, but uh, maybe they carried That's the pickles. point. Yeah. And when the news... It's to lull you into a false <laughs> sense of security. Before it unleashes like 60 guns on each side. Yeah, let's see. Apparently, King George the Third uh, cried huh. when he when this dude kicked it. Yeah, boy, that's pretty. That's pretty crummy. Blah blah blah. Do do do. Yeah, no, lead line coffin is a pretty big. Uh, it, it's 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 it seems to be a pretty big staple for these guys. I don't know why. Let's see. The, the 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 Francis Drake was a privateer too, right? Yeah, he started out as a pirate, and then the British actually brought him on board as a legitimate legal dude. Maybe that's just his 
The, the, he started thing, out, I think, just initially attacking everybody. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He started out he was the, he was, full pri- pirate. He was like proto Blackbeard. And then pretty much, and then the English are like, "Well, we can't catch you, so we might as well hire you." Oh man, pirates are awesome. Yeah, you know how they're making a fifth Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's I don't really have any interest in seeing it. I don't know. I I might if it looks good, but then again, the fourth one was not very good. No, I don't know if I'll watch that one again. But the first one always has tremendous rewatchability. Yes, the third one was pretty good too. Yeah, in my opinion. Because it had, um, didn't it have uh, Johnny Depp's uh, Jar of Dirt bit? That was the second one. Oh, was the second one? That yeah. was still pretty good. But the third one, pretty much the first half of the movie was just set up for a giant battle in the second half. Oh, so good. Yeah. A lot of ships that didn't really get used. No, not particularly. But it was just for show, really. But yeah. it was still a pretty neat battle in the whole whirlpool and yeah. everything. That was great. Go ahead and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio. We're also TGF Radio on Twitter. Email us things because you're not. We watch it too at tjfradioshow at gmail.com. All the old episodes and subscribable links for iTunes and RSS are at tjfradio.com. Uh, anything you want to say before we shut this down? We got our once per episode reminder that hoverboards are coming in September. Hurry up, guys. It's May now. Get with it now. Get with you, it, man. You're, you guys are all so did slow. E, did Elon Musk rep- respond to our tweet? Nothing yet. Okay. Uh, was still waiting on Maybe that. Maybe he just went straight to R&D. D- couldn't respond. Couldn't take time with tweeting. Maybe. <laughs> I, I wish he would have, like, direct messaged me, but... <laughs> oh, well. Uh, as long oh as well. I get credit somehow. Um, yeah. No show next week, because I'll be out of town. Um, so two weeks from now, we'll be back. Uh, party on, everybody. Hey!